Hello, my name's Rebecca. No, we did that. What the hell was that? Come on. <laughs> it's start, I'm excited. It's the start of an OOC. You gotta, you gotta come in like, hi, my name's Steve. Gross. No? And with us today <laughs> uh, is a very talented musician, Jake Lionheart. Hey, that's a lie. <laughs> so first question I have, is Lionheart your real last name? No, it's not. My real last name is not that epic. <laughs> Why have you not changed it yet? Uh, I don't know. I probably should <laughs> make it official. <laughs> Listen, I never thought about it. No, keep keep the anonymity. It it, it works. Yeah, that no. way you have some small part of it you is, that still belongs to just you. It is my yeah, firm yeah. belief that we should get rid of boring names. Smith, boring name. Carmichael, boring name. You know, Myers, disgustingly yeah, boring. Yeah, at least mine's not a color. All right, Q. <laughs> well, gray kind of—I don't know. That's kind of cool. Like, yeah, it's a color. It's all right. It's it's yeah. a color that can't make up its mind on what color it is. It's the just completely <laughs> passive. The biggest problem is my my last name gets gets uh, misspelt all the time. Oh, with the E. Because everybody does E instead of A. <laughs> Have you ever got G R A E? No, I have not. Man, that mm -hmm. is how, like spell it that way. Maybe just piss everyone off. I would be happy to. They would be like, <laughs> I don't understand letters. Why is there an E here? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'd imagine it. No, my kids the same way. Like, my son's name is Gideon, and that just blows people's minds. Like. Is it G Dion? Is G Dion here? And I'm like, how? How? It's not. It's there's like the guy from Criminal Minds. Did you guys not watch Criminal Minds? Everybody thinks it's from Criminal Minds. It's not. But I'm like, come on. There's like all kinds of. You guys not watch Mr. Robot? Do you guys not watch media? Is that what it is? I, I sometimes I feel the like I had people who pronounce my name as Stefan, even though I was like, it's Steve. Uh, Every, everyone no. does this. Come no, on, Stephen Stephen throws him off. It's 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 Stephan. Step Stephan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to be fair though, Gideon is a super kick-ass name. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, like yeah, it's, yeah, it's an enjoyable name. Yeah. yeah. And then ferret Gideon. I don't want to. My two-year-old that one throws them off. They're like D Clan. Where's D Clan? And I'm like, are you? Have you guys never heard of the Irish people before? It's Declan. <laughs> D-Clan. I'm like, D-Clan ain't nothing to mess with? He's not from the Wu-Tang. Like, what's going on, you guys? But you know that they're going to be able to pronounce Michaela correctly. Oh, yeah. 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 There's a G in there somewhere. Nobody knows why. But... 40 different spellings of Ashley. They get it right every single time. <laughs> yeah. G-H... Fucking at the end of it. Yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous sometimes that people are yeah. like, I can't read this. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, listeners of all ages, I present to you, walking amongst us, the once and future badass. Broadcasting live, tell me, dreamer, are you listening? The voice of Nora Knight, who's out here, she's steady signaling. It's the sounds of the space pirate radio. Sounds of the space pirate radio. There's a crackle on the scanner. Who could it be? The voice of Nora Knight. Hear the interrupted feed. 
asking if you're listening. The system is in need of the good deeds of the day. To show those abuse and power that we're here to stay. Nora needs it, needs you to act and change things. It's time to put an end to all of these deferred dreams. Can't you hear the news? Hear it or be it. You can make a stand or you can fall defeated. Decision is yours. What roads will you pave? She signs out Nora Knight. You are listening to Nightwave. Broadcasting live. Tell me, dreamer, are you listening? The voice of Nora Knight. Who's out here? She's steady signaling. It's the sounds of the space pirate radio. It's the sounds of the space pirate radio. Broadcasting live. Tell me, dreamer, are you listening? The voice of Nora Knight. Who's out here? She's steady signaling. It's the sounds of the space pirate radio. It's the sounds of the space pirate radio. So uh, we brought on Jake Linehart uh, because I do what I do. I, I don't. If you're on Twitter at all uh, and you follow us or you've been uh, added or not added, what is it, liked by House Civisac, or most likely it's me. I go through <laughs> Eberron anytime someone types the word Eberron. And then I also do a lot of things where I parouse people who have bard and music in their information. And I found Jake Lionheart. And I went through, and it was the the Warframe. Holy shit! Oh yeah, that that oh my god, that was so fucking good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care what else he has; he has to come on. And then I went through <laughs> the rest of your music, and I was like, all of this is so fucking good, and it's on point, and it's just well done. And I oh my god, I love all of it. Oh, and thanks. so uh, then we had you come in. I appreciate that. That's that's really cool. <laughs> Like, I'm not even a fan of Warframe. <laughs> I played it for a little while, but uh, like, like, uh, like the, the song was just so, so good. And it sticks in your head for days afterward. Oh, uh, yes. My magic is working. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, um, we, we have had uh, uh, your TPK album. We have. On repeat throughout the house. So awesome. that's great. Yeah. And... Yeah, just just so you know, we love your music. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. It's so cool to hear people enjoy it. Like, I feel like it's always like one sided. You put something out into the like universe, and you're just like, I hope someone likes this. And a lot of the time, you don't hear back. Like, you might get a like, but I'm like, what does that really mean? Like, a lot of times, I feel like your friends like stuff just because it's you, not because they actually like it. <laughs> They're like, oh, Jake did a thing. Put a little heart right there, and I'm like. Here you cool. go, buddy. Here's your gold star. Yeah, like, you know, like those memes that's like the three same people that like your meme or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like all it's my always the same people. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But, <laughs> and then like, you're just like, are you guys just being nice? Like, I know I'm your friend, but you guys can be a little more critical if it's not good. But <laughs> you can tell me if it sounds like poopy. Yeah. Is I've actually okay? had that. Like, I think like last year, I had that moment where I'm like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I like legit told my wife, I'm like, 
am I like riding a dead horse? And he's like, what? And I'm like, I feel like I'm riding a dead horse. Like, what am I doing? And she's like, she's like, trust me, I'll tell you if you're riding a dead horse, Like, just keep doing your thing. And then, but yeah, it's so to me, this is like, I'm probably geeking out more than you guys that <laughs> admitted to listening to my music in your house. Like, well, absolutely. Like, I, oh my gosh, they let me in their home. <laughs> it's it's so nice to hear like up and coming artists and, and people who've been out there and just making beautiful music. And and that's why we did Tiny Taverns. Is I was like, I need a place to showcase Dungeons and Dragons type music, and I really want that. And fuck it, oh, man, man, I'm so glad I did now because. Just between the first uh, Tiny Taverns and this one, I've got like a whole brand new sets of music that I get to enjoy. Oh my goodness. Nice. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure all of us making music are like, please, this is so awesome. Like, I'm, I'm geeking out you guys want to do this. So <laughs> I'm sure all the other like musicians and stuff like that are just like, like head over heels that you guys well, asked them. Do have some, uh, there's a couple that we're going to bring on for just out of character, and I'm not sure how we're going to do that yet. It feels weird to just do an out of character, but not do the tiny taverns in character, because I feel like that's, that's like a a big part of it. But at the same time, I feel like the tiny taverns, more people are going to pay attention to, and I want to make sure that they're being paid attention to. I don't want it to be an out of character. And someone's like, well, I'm not listening to that. They just ramble (laughs) for two hours. Well, what if you guys did like a tiny tavern, but it's you actually teleporting a normal person into the world? See, See that's what, what I that said. Might, that might work. That might work. I, 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 I have reservations Look. because once we start going down that road, uh, Keith Baker yeah. will hit us with a cease and desist letter at that point in time. He's like, no, you guys have ruined enough of my fucking campaign. I can't have this no more. Well, I'll have you know. Keith and I have messaged each other before. And he oh, I know. Like you guys are friends. Yeah. yeah, we're friends. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> regardless, um, I think that that's a big difference between podcasts and musicians is you guys, like musicians, you put your, your art out there and then you're just like, all right, now it's on everybody else to tell me how it is. Whereas yeah. with us, we can be like, bitches, tell us we did good or else. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Every couple of episodes, we just beg people tell tell us what you think. Tell us what you didn't think. Tell us what you're not thinking. Please let us know. Right. <laughs> Please like us. Yeah. No. Like I think this is cool. Like because I, at least from like what I've seen, I feel like musicians really want to talk about the stuff. Like um, mm-hmm. the one kid I think about. It, I call him a kid. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> Logic. That guy. With him doing Twitch and stuff like that, like I think the first thing he did when he signed up for that was literally breaking down his last album, like song for song, lyric for lyric. And I'm like, there's so many musicians that want to do that, but nobody's going to watch because no one has an audience probably like, you know, Logic does. But he can sit there and have people be like, hey, I wrote this lyric and this lyric means this and this and this. And that's how, you know, I puzzle piece it together. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. And it's like, we can do like a, Hey, behind the scenes, or like if you go on Spotify and they have like the the Spotify sessions or whatever, I'm like, how many people are actually listening to the track right before the acoustic version? Like a lot of times people just want to listen to the acoustic vision, uh, version and not really hear them say like, well, I was sad and on a train and that's how I came up with like, you know, the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that you're right about that. Uh, I, I know that I personally enjoy going through uh, like album by album, just going track by track, but I also, you know, 
had CDs, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, I feel like a lot of people now, it's just, hey, I can just grab a playlist of stuff that includes that mm. one song I like from you. Yeah, you know, that's I never thought about that. But yeah, like I was the I was the guy that saved up my money to go to like back when we had like like Virgin Mega Stores and um, Warehouse Music and like all these like big like record stores uh, like Rhino Records, Amoeba. I think I don't even Amoeba still around, but that's probably just because of it being Amoeba. But um, yeah, like being able to go and like pull out the like, oh, the little booklet with their lyrics and their thank yous. Like, I remember that being a big thing as a kid, like, who did the artist think? And, da, 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 da. and it's like, you don't get that anymore. All you get so is you just have to read through the lyrics like, just to see, you know, what word you're messing up on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I noticed in particular, I went to a concert at one point in time and I was excited to see the band and I'm not going to name the band. Uh, but I didn't know all of their music. I only knew a couple of things and I was like, oh man, that, that has to be a sign of the times is like they're newer. And normally what I would do is I would go through and listen to everything, but I didn't just because I've heard these few songs and I'm like, oh, they're good. And that's it. But mm-hmm. growing up, man, when you would go to concerts, you would know fucking everything. You'd know all mm-hmm. the lost tracks, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's a B-side on their like throwaway tracks that they released. Yeah, for some I, I, I remember seeing Linkin Park and one of the songs that they had from their first album or not. I'm sorry, from when they first started doing stuff was something they released to their street crew. And I had picked it up and I was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. And you can't find it anywhere. And it's it's just crazy. It's super weird. Yeah. I think what kind of works for that now is like Patreon, because then like you can sit there and write a post about the song and do all that stuff. But then you have to struggle with, can I get people to like join my Patreon for a song? So that, 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 that is a struggle. I Yeah. I've often thought like if there was like a, like a zero level Patreon. Yeah, you can do You can make posts to Patreon that uh, every anyone can see because mm-hmm. there, there's a, yeah, a few times like bloopers and stuff like that i want everyone to see but i'd also like them to go to the patreon you know yeah i mean you can also just toss it onto the instagram we don't use oh that's true <laughs> then no one's yeah, seeing that's it for sure <laughs> all the social media stuff that you don't use i'm like that too i'm like oh they're just pictures of my kids on my instagram and that's a whole different like way to get people to you so it's it's weird like thinking about how promoting your thing is nowadays as opposed to hey this is cool and everybody wants to go check it out uh rebecca does that with our ferret she just takes photos of our ferret I do. Out there in the world and all people... of the discords that i'm part of have in some way shape or form like an off topic or like a pet pictures <laughs> and i just like i i torture my ferret for several hours getting adorable pictures or cute <laughs> videos and then i'm just right. like all right everybody like me <laughs> Steven, you've got a list of questions. Oh, I do have a list. I'm I'm sorry. I was enjoying having just a conversation about stuff. My goodness. We're talking about, you know, promoting yourself in the modern era. I think that's better than any questions that I could have. My goodness. (laughs) We we did a thing uh, where we were part of a, uh, what is it, a charity. And one of the things that we did to bolster our numbers for that charity is we had a stuffed bear who did photos with everybody. Oh, <laughs> so nice. we would go around and meet famous people and be like, hey, take a photo with the bear. We don't care about us. Take a photo with the bear. Yeah. So we can draw attention to our charity we're raising <laughs> money for. Nice. That's very cool. 
So how, how did you get into this? How did you decide that music was what you wanted to do? Um, I just always liked music. I mean, it's like the typical, like, ask a musician when they like music and they're like, I just grew up loving music. But I mean, I did like my mom is um from Mexico and she immigrated here um, uh, like a few years before, like meeting my dad and stuff like that. And she actually learned a lot of English through like music, although like her English is not the greatest still. <laughs> um, music helped her <laughs> be like somewhat understandable. So um like so like all the oldies and all that stuff used to be played in my house growing up because she was like oh not only can i like jam out to the music i can learn another language um and then my dad played music so i i kind of want to say like i think it's kind of like in your blood um and i say that because i recently found well i guess i should say my my dad passed away when i was five so i don't really have too many uh, memories of him but like he did leave like guitars and stuff like that around and I wasn't really that close with his side of the family but now that everybody's kind of like passed away um, I found out that my great-grandmother used to teach music uh, in the town that they grew up in apparently my grandfather was in like the swing bands and big bands of his day and then my dad played music and then so I don't know if it's like one of those things where it's like it's naturally in your blood to like, you know, be a part of something. But I think it just might be kind of like in that because I like didn't really have anybody other than my mom playing music um, and then just meeting friends who liked music and school and stuff like that. And then you're like, hey, we should be a band. And you're like, OK, let's be a band. And then you suck. And then <laughs> but you still do like your friends house parties and they think you're cool or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, and then you just, I don't know, you just find what you like and you try to um, meet other people that do the same thing. And then stuff happens. And then, I don't know, you just start recording <laughs> stuff in your own house. And, and then you, you realize that you were a nerd this whole time trying to be cool. And you're like, why don't I just do nerd stuff instead of trying to be something I'm not? And then next thing you know, people are listening to your music in their house and admitting it to the internet. So... <laughs> Well, I, again, gladly, gladly. I, so, so many of your tracks, I was like, oh, man, fucking Supernatural, hell yeah. Or Overwatch. <laughs> like, yeah, It's so nice to see someone who's just embracing the fact that they are a nerd and putting that into the music. And like, I do feel like sometimes musicians try and just be like super cool, and that's the end of it. Instead yeah. Instead of being like, this is who I am as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's just a, a refreshing, you know, change of pace. It, it, it's so good. Yeah, I, I think especially in hip hop, like you have to be a nerd to do like even the toughest rapper is some kind of like if you look at like Snoop Dogg, like that dude's obviously a nerd. Like he's playing video games and sure he's getting high with Martha Stewart, but he's still a nerd. Like um like I'm thinking like all these other stuff like that, like especially coming up, like you're like, well, you like rhyming, like how nerdy is that to be I wanna make everything rhyme? Instead of being like, you know, a melancholy singer songwriter that can just, as long as it has a melody, it doesn't have to rhyme, you know? And, uh, yeah. and then just actually like listening to, especially like when I got into like the underground music, hearing how nerdy and how okay it is to be intelligent. Like one of my favorite rappers, uh, at least coming up, was like Sage Francis, who was like a journalist major and stuff like that. So, he spoke, you know what I mean? And wrote like with like a college, 
you know, showing that he had his college education. Then there's another guy named, um, I had it and then I lost it. <laughs> Wordsworth. He was like with the old school, like lyricist lounge with like most deaf and all these other guys who, from what I hear, has a literature degree. And like the way this dude does freestyles sounds like somebody's narrating or just reading from a novel. Like I remember seeing this one freestyle of his where it was like he's doing and it's all off the top of the head, which to me is like that's a whole nother creative thing to freestyle and do it well. But where he's like saying like, you know, there's a line and he's like and he says, you know, it's almost like you can see like the the parentheses, the the word, the sentence, then the comma and parentheses. He said, start, you know, period, start new paragraph. You can see this as he's like freestyling. And I'm like, OK, I didn't know we could do this in hip hop. I thought we just had to be like tough guys and and do crimes that or at least narrate crimes that we think we would have liked to have done, but we didn't. And and it's just like, oh, okay, so like there's, and I guess there's a place for everything, like, because there are some, some guys that really are like, you're like, oh, no, you really did the stuff you're rapping about. That's, (laughs) that's, that's its own thing. So, you know, there is like tough guy, you know, music and, uh, you know, like LL Cool J, it's cool to be sensitive and talk about being in love and stuff like that. And then there's like the Beastie Boys, it's cool to just talk about partying. And so I'm like, oh, okay, like. You guys are nerds. Like you're too cool <laughs> to look like nerds, but you guys are just cool nerds. And so I think that's just where it came from. And then my stuff was like that. Like some of my older stuff, even then, was like me rapping about anime and trying to sneak in anime references that nobody got. And <laughs> I got away with it too because a lot of people they didn't realize that some of my old stuff was like that's talking about an anime. And uh, and then I think it wasn't until like a friend asked me like. Um, oh, you should do like a character rap. And I'm like, okay, like who? And they're like, no, I don't know, Tracer from Overwatch. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I think I did that. And then they were like, oh, you should do this character because he's my favorite character. And I'm like, okay. And so I was just doing it for my friends. And it wasn't until I did like the McCree one that like Blizzard actually emailed me. And they're like, hey, we want to do like showcase on like content creators. Can we put you on Battle.net or whatever? And I was like, well, I don't even think they said Battle.net. I think they said like, the launcher or can we put you on our site or something like that? And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know what that means, but sure. And then the next thing I know, I'm (laughs) driving home and my phone is just like blowing up and I'm like pulled over thinking like maybe somebody like died or someone's trying to, you know I mean? Like it's like one of those where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to answer the phone (laughs) or look at my phone while I'm driving. Um, And then it's all these like YouTube comments. And they're like, you're on Battle.net. And I'm like, what's that? And then I'm still thinking rapper. So I'm thinking Battle.net is like some kind of like hip hop rap battle. You know, <laughs> they don't even have enough money. You know what I mean? They don't even have enough money for a dot com. So they're not battle.com, they're battle.net. And I'm like, am I also like bootleg rap thing? And then it's like, no, you're on the launcher of Overwatch. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. And then like I had to turn off comments because it was so many. But then, like, the bad ones started coming in, like the, like, mm. toxic 12-year-olds. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to feel bad about myself. Let me mute this. <laughs> but, but, like, from there, that's where it kind of, like, picked up. And I'm like, oh, I could do this music and people actually want to listen to it. This is pretty fun. So, and then I just kind of went there. I kind of didn't want to get stuck as, like, this. I had friends telling me that I was like, oh, you're an Overwatch content creator. And I'm like, I don't want to just make overwatch stuff i just want to make whatever nerdy stuff i want to make so i think i kind of like plateaued because i stopped 
doing Overwatch, and I tried to do stuff. I did almost for like two years. I think it was like almost two years to get through the regular roster or something like that. I'm trying to write a like a a song a week or something like that. I mean, there was a couple of weeks I took off, you know, in between, but it it felt like two years, and I'm like, I don't want to just do this. And then I was also doing like comic. I have another thing called El Cheapo Comics where I was doing comic book review, like rap reviews where I was rapping my review about a comic I read. And I was kind of getting traction there, but then I got like, I did like the the typical like I I got salty at somebody because <laughs> they were trying to uh, say they were doing, especially when like bat, rap battles are big, they were trying to say they're doing a rap battle, but it wasn't a rap battle. And then I remember saying like, hey, like I'm actually like rapping about comics. Why are you claiming you're doing the same? And then they're like, well, you know, it's uh, what's the search engine optimization, SEO. Well, I just got to follow SEO, man. Nobody's going to watch it if I say it's a Hamilton uh, a Hamilton parody. They're all going to come because it's a battle, which is dumb because then like Hamilton parodies became the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's Everybody's doing Hamilton well. parodies, but like. So I was like, oh, man, if this is how this comic book world is going to be, just like jump on whatever it's cool just because of Hamilton, which I have like an unhealthy relationship with Hamilton because of it. Oh, no. <laughs> Sad to say. But uh, I know it's good, but I just have an unhealthy relationship with it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, and then it just kind of like went from there and until I finally discovered D&D. And I'm like, oh, I like doing music about nerdy stuff. <laughs> How did that? How did that come to be? How did you figure out D and D was the next place for um, you? Well, I I finally got into it. Like I think it was August twenty nineteen. So definitely right before the pandemic. No, oh, that, that's, uh, that's it was like one of those something. Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, what was it? It was just my my day job is like data entry and scanning documents and just sitting in front of a computer. And so like I was like burning through podcasts. Like, you know, I mean, most podcasts are like an hour, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And so just burning through that and burning through music where I'm just like, I'm just tired of listening to music and stuff like that. And um, this new guy started working with me who's totally into like tabletop games and of all kinds. And then I think he mentioned like, Critical Role, like, oh, have you heard of Critical Role? And I'm like, no, I don't even know what that is. And he's like, oh, it's like Dungeons Dragons. It's like, you know, my, me and my sister listen to it. And I was like, okay. And then um, I saw that was on Spotify. And then so I was like, well, I got Spotify at work. I can get away with that. And I put that on. And then I don't know anything about the show. So I ended up listening to like a one shot and just the like vibes. And then, of course, like their cast is, you know, their voice actor. So it's, it's super amped up and everything. Um, I just kind of just like fell in love with it and then kind of went back and started with their like first campaign. And I kind of did the thing like, where should I start if I'm a new listener? And they're like, start at like episode 20 or whatever it is. Like, here's all the information. And then I, yeah, I just started listening to them. And I think it was towards like November, just no October probably. So what few months listening to it, I'm like, oh, I've got the itch to like, do like I call it like fan music. Like I can't do fan art, so I'll probably do like fan music. Um, but then like I was kind of burnt on Overwatch and doing character stuff. So I'm like, I don't really want to do a character 
rap about like Grog or Percy or something like that. <laughs> Cause I'm just burned out on doing that. And then I was just, just thinking about how D and D works. I'm like, why can't I just make up my own character that lives in their world? And I'm like, that way I'm technically rapping about whatever I want to rap about, but in the same way, I'm still kind of showing homage that I appreciate what they're doing in their world. And then um, I was like, originally when I first started doing the nerdy stuff, I was, I would do like whole albums. So I have like a bloodborne album that was just like, instead of just releasing songs, it was its whole thing. And then, uh, Dark Souls, it was a whole thing. And then Final Fantasy 15 was a whole thing. I didn't release it the way I did Overwatch with just, you know, character things. So I was like, I want to get back into doing that because that to me was really fun, at least more fun than just rapping about characters. And um, so I was like, oh, like, I'll just make this. At the time, I didn't know it, but I'm like, it's going to be a one shot of me and my little character going around their world and maybe I'll, and I, and I did, I dropped hints about like, I think in one song I say, I'm, I'm hanging on the West side of Whitestone. That's, you know, one of their characters, hometowns. And um, I think, uh, what was it? The Tales from the Binding Wild. The first verse is actually uh, the origin story of the Briarwoods, which is like their, I think their most popular arc and where they tell everybody to start at, if you're listening to their you know backlog or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, I'll drop these little hints, but I'm not going to outright do a what's it called. And then right when I was like getting ready to finish it, that's when they announced that the Explorer's Guide to Wild Amount is a legit D&D place now. And then so I'm like, dope. It's not a fan thing. It's a D&D thing. It's like I get a pass. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not just like doing a fan thing for Critical Role. I'm actually making. And I think that's why now I think of it as like this is my one shot set in Wildmount, that is an official Wizards of the Coast D&D book. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. But I mean, of course, this all happens like later on in like April <laughs> of like 2020 that I start realizing what I did. But um, yeah, and, and it wasn't even until um, later on that I, on that album, I do have that one song, uh, uh, Eyes Never Shut. That one technically is like a Yasha for their campaign two character rap, but I never even though it's obvious if you're a fan of them, like you know what it is, I hope that even if people aren't, they're just like, oh, it's just this this song about D&D stuff. <laughs> you know, or at least I hope that's how it comes off. Like either you know it, or even if you don't know it, it still kind of resonates. See, I, I did not know Critical Role, and I enjoyed it just the song as it is. Rebecca is a Critical Role fan. I, I, I missed that whole uh, train when it was coming through. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's what I kind of hope. Like, I, I hope it feels more like it's just Halfling and his Kenku buddy just trying to do a performance, and then um, turns out, nope, it was a setup the whole time. <laughs> They're so endearing, though. I love them so much. Oh, yeah. Like, I want you to know that. From the very first song where you have the DM coming through and illustrating everything, it's just mm -hmm. oh, it's so good. It's such a good fucking album. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like, and and shout out to that guy because that's uh, Richard of the uh, We're Not Wizards podcast. Uh, uh, I roped him into doing it. I was like, hey, want to be a part of my album? I'm not going to pay you anything and I probably won't make any money off of it. <laughs> and he's like, sure. And then, like, he read that all in one take, too. And I was like, 
cool. Did you want to like redo any of it? He's like, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Even though I said calypsia and you said calopsia, this was just throw it in. Who cares? <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that to me too was like, I, I like that I was able to just ask friends to be like, so I'm doing a project about a rapping halfling. Do you want to yell, I'm going to go get the constable? And uh, I still need to put out the outtakes, but my friend Chris, who did that, like the two lines at the end, who's like, oh, like, dear gods, or whatever it was. Like, he was just like, like narrating like different takes of like, dear gods, and I'm going to get the constable. And then like, it was just like, oh, I was just watching a rapping halfling right now. And all of a sudden, no, dear gods. So like... <laughs> It was so fun just like roping people into like do that. Then um uh, uh I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh the Hollow Back Nerds, but they do like critical role like rap battles and stuff like that. Um I got Danny who's their their like main writer and rapper yeah, to be the, the teleporting bard. Yes, yes, the rapping bard, yeah, him. Uh I asked him to do some stuff and then I was like, Hey, do you wanna just be the since you're going to your friend's house to record because he records at his friend's house i'm like do you want to just like i don't know be the angry tavern owner <laughs> he's like sure <laughs> i'll just like say whatever and uh i has a couple other friends that i wanted to be on it but it just didn't work out to get their their recording in enough time so maybe for the next one if i do next one <laughs> I, that, that has been our entire model as well going forward like wh who do we know we need someone to come over and do a voice yeah hey you want to come over and do a voice for a couple of minutes yeah, yeah. So, and that to me was just fun. Like, yeah, just being able to write, <laughs> you know, narrative and okay, this is like it's one thing that I think to put like the story in the the song, but it's another thing to build like a story around the song, which was kind of cool. And I I wasn't sure if everybody would get the fact that like when you get to the end of the the album, it's like, oh no, this was a setup. This wasn't like two bards like performing and getting caught up in something like they on purpose set stuff up. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure how I was actually talking to another friend and I, I guess they missed it. And I'm like, Oh man, was it like not obvious that like I was a part of the, like the heist. Um, and I even told them like in that, the, I think it's like the third song or whatever that I have the, I already forget my own song titles. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one where I say like, I'm in Whitestone. I already forget what that one's yeah, called. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll probably pull it up. Uh, what is it? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel like even more dumb because it's the name of the stupid band name, the Fantasy Art Brigade. Yeah. Oh, yes. Good God. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the, the name of my bardic duo was the name of the song, and I forgot, and it's my own song. Anyways, that song, at the beginning when the beat stops, like that first like bass line, and I say, got him. Uh, I was telling him, I'm like, me saying that was uh, notifying the blood hunter who was at the back of the tavern watching the performance that I have everyone's attention. I got him. You can go and kill him now. <laughs> so I had like different things like that that I put in the in the music that I'm like, I wonder if people are going to ever catch these little hints that I dropped that like from the very get go, like this was supposed to happen, even with the whole confrontation with like, Hey, say hi to Mr. Norgrim, Mr. Nor that that was to annoy him to make him leave, to go upstairs into his office because I'm drawing attention to him. Yeah. See, and, I, I think 
if you've played a bard, you, you, you understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't played a bard, you're like, no, nah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. You're like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> he made, why did he make the guy mad for? Yeah. That, you know what? That makes a lot more sense, especially now, because like I'm like, at the time, I hadn't played D&D, um, which was another big thing that I thought was like this whole like, I don't know if I want to say like taboo type thing, but it's like, oh, I really love Dungeons and Dragons, and I have all these books. And I have dice, but I've never played anything yet because I just thought, not only did I just get into it, but I also got into it in the middle of a pandemic. So it's not like I can. And then I didn't know who I could ask, like, hey, can I play a game? So I'm, I'm actually playing a game for the first time now. And I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. And I'm like, I kind of wonder what would have happened if I would have done the music after, which I guess I, if I do more music, I can, from the point of view of actually playing now. But I I feel like I guess that definitely will sit on my shelf as far as like this is what it was like to just like D and D and never played because I'll never have that again now that I have played so yeah yeah well I mean I, if you have to choose I mean as much as I enjoy the album uh, I I think you putting it out ahead of time definitely makes the difference there because now you can look back on it and see how you would do your next album based on what right. you know. And you'll yeah. get two very different takes on D&D as an outsider and an insider. I think that's just mm-hmm. fascinating. Absolutely. Because I've always been into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've been Nerd. into it for too goddamn long. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that. For me to be able to be like, I've been doing this for too long. <laughs> but, yeah. Let's say, what, what was the the moment I knew I'd been when I got the tattoo? I think when I got a D and D tattoo, I was like, I've been in this for way too long. Maybe, <laughs> maybe nice. reevaluate my life. And that was yeah. Like I'm at the point now ago. where I'm like thinking about like our like little campaign. I'm like, if I got a tattoo, what would that be? And I'm like, oh, I must be in like a good place or a bad place if I'm already thinking about like party <laughs> campaign tattoos and stuff. I think it's just, it's such a wonderful medium because with TTRPGs, you get the opportunity to tell your story. And then even if it turns out bad, you can always do it again. Right. Whereas like Game of Thrones, when that went to shit, that's it. That's <laughs> If you had a Game of Thrones tattoo, now you're tied to that forever. <laughs> and you're like, it's for the books. It's for the books. It's not, not the it's the books. It's the books. <laughs> <laughs> that is an exact tattoo of Daenerys from the show. You can't pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that's what really drew me into wanting to do to do the music. Is that it's it's different from like even like playing video games because I love playing video games, especially like the RPGs where you can create your own character and do do all that stuff. And then, but there's only so much you can do even in a video game because you're kind of stuck to the story you're telling. Um, or that story that's been prepared for you to play, um, which I guess is kind of the same way that, you know what I mean? Obviously, they're taking that from D&D, but at the same time, like, there's so much flavor that you can add to, like, D&D that just, like, I'm like, oh, like, this will be, like, an endless pot of possibilities because, like, you can take the same character and put them in as many stories as you want. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I can make another character. I can have like this thing. And then especially with like, you know, me learning about like, oh, subclasses and all this other stuff. And then 
I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, <laughs> like you can make so many songs about so much stuff. And I think the one thing that I'm, I want to start doing, at least with like future music, it's balancing a way to make it D&D, but then accessible to people that don't know what D&D is. And I guess the same way that I did, like, if you're a Critical Role fan and or if you're not, you know, it's D&D. But like how now I'm like, my mind's thinking, like, how can I make it D&D and then not D&D, <laughs> which is kind of falls back on the story aspect. I think like everybody can connect to a good story. So whether I'm saying mage hand, you know, I'm throwing mage hands. They're like, OK, that's like he's mad. So he wants to fight somebody. <laughs> I don't know what a mage hand is, but I know what throwing hands is. So, yeah. I think that that's probably I was going to say that seems like the best way to go about that, because you have like uh, several artists who, who've done like allusions to things. And then you go back and you're like, whoa, that's what that song was about. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Panini. Panini from fucking Little Nas X <laughs> about Panini yeah. from Chowder. And I was like, this is the best goddamn song ever. I liked it before, <laughs> but now I love it. It's hilarious right. because he had not ever watched Chowder until he met me and like. <laughs> Yeah, Panini right. came out shortly after I was like, hey, watch this totally not good <laughs> Cartoon Network yeah, And show. I was like, oh, Panini, that's funny. Is he writing about a sandwich? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, it's about the fucking cartoon. Oh, no. Yeah. This is... So I think that if you have those minor, minor illusions, <laughs> <Hey>! uh, <laughs> minor allusions to uh, the different things, I think that makes the the difference. Yeah. Uh, so do you do you listen to others in the uh, D and D rap industry? To that, there are quite a few. No, I know, I know. It's just it's 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 a it's a giggle. Uh, have, yeah. have you listened to any of the others to get inspiration, or what, when you were um, right, working on things? I actually haven't listened to too many other D and D rappers. I know of Yazik. I was going to say he's the, he's the go-to. Absolutely. Yeah. Like not only, but the thing is like, even with him, like just watching him rap, I'm like, no, that's a rapper. <laughs> like, <laughs> he might be the M, but this dude is a hundred percent a rapper. Cause the way he raps, <laughs> the cadence, the style, the speed, the bars, I'm like, no, like this dude is a hundred percent like a rapper. Um, I would say like, yeah, I, I hold him at a like really high bar because I'm like, uh, yeah, dude, you're you're up there. <laughs> I would be afraid to meet him in a in like a battle or a cipher, like in a normal like hip hop setting, like no D and D, just hip hop, just like you got to spit bars. He would be a problem. <laughs> He's uh, hands down. Like even if he was to tell you he did something horrible, I'd be like, yeah, no, absolutely, he killed three people, absolutely. Yes, he did that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, like his his regular rap album would be sick, and I mean because his like D and D albums are sick. So, um, but I've I've listened to him. There was um, I'm not even remember the name of a group, but it was a group, um, and I listened to a couple of their songs, but um, I don't I I couldn't even tell you how I found them, or I just remember they came up, and I listened to them. It might have been like in an article, like a polygon article or something i don't know one of the our comic book.com article um i'm trying to think i don't think i've really heard what was their music too many was other it? rappers i'm sorry uh the the ones that you uh the articles that another, a rap group as well or were they like oh uh, yeah they were a rap group um and i i want to say maybe they did cosplay so they were cosplaying their characters 
but I don't, I, it, it's been so long. It was definitely like 2019 when I saw it. So I don't, and I never followed up on them. So that, I mean, Yazik, obviously I followed, and then he has the, was it the man shorts stuff? Man so, shorts. Yeah. The yeah. So obviously I'm like, okay, I'm keeping up with him. <laughs> I think the first ones I saw were like one of his, like his DM raps or something like that. And then that's when I found out that he was actually, you know, Yazik. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But no, actually, I haven't really ran into other, like, there's a guy that I follow, or yeah, there's a guy I follow on um, Twitter named Redworm, but I think he only has like a couple songs out as of right now. Um, I think he's still building stuff, but no, I actually haven't really ran into too many, which I don't know if that's good or bad that I haven't. Um, I, I think it, it is so interesting, uh, all the different styles of music that D&D has, because rap uh, is just a more contemporary music, and I feel like it can flow well with D&D, but then we've had people mm-hmm. who've done uh, ska and punk, and oh. then I've heard some more of the more classical type music with, you know, right. lute and all. It, it's bardcore. So, yeah, bardcore. Oh, yeah, bardcore is freaking cool uh, there's a gentleman who does music and it has that like 1970s psychedelic feel and it's just really <laughs> enjoyable to listen to and i'm like D and D is so good that you can just do it in all these different styles right and it yeah. still feels nice yeah i was um gonna say the um the critical role community of, of musicians is actually really cool like they have like it's actually through a Discord through uh I'm gonna butcher the name. The pan the Cantana Pansophical. I probably totally butchered that, but yeah, they did like I think they started off by doing like a Hamilton they're one of the first ones to do like the Hamilton like critical role parodies, which again, because of my like unhealthy relationship with <laughs> Hamilton, I didn't really give it a shot. Uh, but they're all like super talented and, and if they're listening to this, I'm sorry you guys that I'm admitting to <laughs> to this to you through a podcast but i'm just nervous i like you guys but um yeah they did that and then they actually were going to do i think because of covid and everything somebody suggested like oh wouldn't it be cool if there was like a concert and maybe in the after times we'll be at a con and we can do like a little concert and then they just kind of put together like hey why don't we just do like a digital concert kind of like a tiny desk um concert series meets like whatever and my name got thrown in there for some reason i don't even know who threw my name in but they did and they're like you want to do a song and then so i think it was like a three-day event where like maybe like a couple hours where everybody kind of like did a song and filmed it and sent it in and did like a mini um interview and then we actually raised like i think like seven thousand dollars for amnesty international through it yeah like it was it was like the craziest thing and like there's like there's guys that like a couple not like two or three guys maybe even more do uh composing so they've got like that whole thing like i'm like i remember being in a chat with them and i'm talking about like timber timber i don't even like music theory and i'm like i don't i don't belong here i do like (laughs) i'm like you guys are talking about like music theory and i'm over here like thinking about sampling what you guys made I'm here, and I, I even told him this is why I'm thinking this way now. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not really a bard. I'm a rogue because I do sample based hip hop. So I'm like, I'm stealing from you guys. <laughs> so, you, so you guys play a chord progression. And I'm like, yoink! It's mine now. Thank you for all your hard work. 
I just stole that from you. I'm a rogue posing as a bard. I just rolled a, a natural 20 in deception. You're welcome. All right. I should say you're welcome because you did all the hard work for me. I'm just throwing drums and bass over what you did. So thank you. But yeah, so it's like that community of that and then these singers and songwriters and and I'm like, oh man, like this is this is so cool to be a part of this community. It even more so than like when I was doing Overwatch stuff, because there was other people that were like, hey, let's collab and let's do an Overwatch thing. But it was like literally like just for like I felt like the views, like, oh, because you've kind of got a little bit of viral whatever behind you after doing a McCree song. Then if I do a song with you, people are gonna probably want to do that too. Where here it was literally just we're just you know, Bard's trying to do music and sure, if you want to steal my three chords, go ahead and steal my three chords. <laughs> or like, hey, like, I can't really sing. Do you want to sing on this for me? And they're like, sure, I'll do it. And so <laughs> the D&D community has been a lot better than some of the other community, even just in general, like rap. Like, because when I came up, I would do like go to rap battles and ciphers and stuff like that. And that was so toxic because <laughs> <laughs> everybody has to be a tough guy and everybody has to be the the rapper to beat and i'm like but if we collab we would put out some really dope music and it's like nah i'd rather like fist fight you instead of that and i'm like okay well this isn't safe so <laughs> i don't think i want to do this anymore getting a rap battle and win because you're good but then get jumped after because the guy was salty you like beat him at reps so i'm like not fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I imagine that would be uh... a <laughs> Very difficult. The worst thing that can happen yeah. after a bad D and D is you know someone quits. I mean that, that's yes. the worst. Generally, <laughs> you start a new game somewhere else. Yeah, I've almost lost a character in game once or twice to someone being salty. I can understand, but uh, <laughs> it resolves itself the next session. Yeah, one yeah, way yeah. or the other. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how are you enjoying D and D? Are are you playing in Wildmount? Are you playing in? Oh uh, no, actually, we're playing in um, a homebrewed world that our DM made, um, and it it was just it just worked out cool. It was like one of our um, our friends, Lily, who's usually the forever DM, was just like tweeted like one of those random like one day I'll get to use one of these characters I've made as not an NPC, but as a player I get to play as. And then I was like, one day I'll actually get to play my first D&D game. And someone else was like, one day I'll actually have somebody to play on a Saturday. And someone else was like, and one day, I think our DM was like, and one day I'll get to become a DM and try out this different world I, I have. And then so we were like, kind of all looking at each other, like, you know, blinking. <laughs> they're like, so why aren't we doing this if we all want to do this? And they're like, okay. And then I think we talked to... um one of our friends who does play online and uses discord and stuff. And they're like, yeah, just do this. And you can use roll 20 and D and D and beyond, or just roll your dice or do what, you know, giving us like how to do it online. And we're like, then why aren't we doing this? And so we put it together, I think in um, December and we've been playing ever since today is actually our eighth session and I'm living for it. I'm like, I'm definitely doing the, like, can we play more games? during the week no we all have work and real life stuff to do okay saturdays it is and then like doing the thing where you're just thinking about stuff throughout the week like what if i do this what if i do that and you're like oh this will be fun and then you go to play the game and your dm was like yeah hold my beer and then like whatever plans you had is like oh my god this is way better than i thought like and then 
I think for me, like I'm a beginner, uh, one of my buddies, Chase, I think this is like maybe like his first like real game too. Like he's done one shots and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, my friend Ben and Lily, like Lily's the forever DM who's like living and loving the fact that they get to be a player. And Ben has been at it for a while, but like same thing with him, like schedule, like and then COVID, like I can't get with my group. Um, and so like, and then our DM is actually German. So it's like kind of a cool way for her to practice her like English and her storytelling. And this is like kind of like a world that she was like building in like a novel she was writing. So and then I think she was, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think she was going to scrap the novel. But I think now that we're actually playing Inner World, it's actually helping her write the novel. Um, so like it's like, man, this is so cool that like all these people are getting together and it just worked out. And I'm like. One point I feel like I wish I had played way sooner because I'm like, man, I've been missing out for a long time. Cause this is like, this really is like, it feels magical playing this game. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't think I could have asked for a perfect first game with the perfect first people to play with. So it's just, I don't know. I guess I believe in the timing of it is perfect because I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the thing where I'm like driving home from work and I'm having like, dialogues with characters and i'm like i wonder if i can pull this talk with this person off you know what i mean i'm like and then we we will we'll do that we'll get in discord and be like is anyone else having conversations <laughs> like characters and they're like yeah i got in an argument with the paladin the other day and so i don't know why but we're having an argument and then and then the thing that's kind of cool is like we're playing characters like the bard is super depressed so he's not your typical bard which is like it's so fun playing with a sad bard. <laughs> like <laughs> the songs are so sad, but and he's actually a musician. They're so sad, but they're so good, but they're so damn sad. Oh, no. And then I play a rogue, and everybody's like, "Your rogue sounds like the bard. Like you're the like happy-go-lucky bard character, but you stabbing everybody and you love killing people." <laughs> and I'm like, I just love being a happy killer. I don't know. It's fun being a happy rogue. Like. I'm over here cracking jokes and then next moment I'm like stabbing somebody. It's fun. So yeah, no, this is, it's been, I'm, I'm so happy I'm actually playing now because I'm, yeah, I'm having a blast. Well, that is fantastic. We, we got to get you in more games though. We got to, if you're only doing one a week, we've got to, we've got to push this. We've got to get you in like <laughs> six, seven games a week. Yeah. <laughs> if not more. I would I would love to like get to a point where I can like either like just, pop in for like a, a game with somebody or do some one shots. I mean, the thing that sucks is my schedule. I only really have like Saturday and even Saturdays is like, you know what I mean? Like kind of having to compromise like three hours of my Saturday away from like kids and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh man, like it would be cool. to and like <laughs> one of those people that I'm thinking like, I wonder if I can do content creation full time. So I have more time to play D and D, which is like <laughs> probably the wrong way to think of that. But like that's I'm like because if I can get paid for making the music, then I can join them one shot. You know, no, but, that's, that's how we all feel. Yeah. Okay, it. well if I can get enough Patreon, yeah, exactly. So like, I can get this much a month, we can swing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do the podcast full time. Patreon, the little Spotify extra money on the side. And then a second campaign. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because, like, 
since it's been on Roll20, we've played less games per week. Before, when it was in person, we had so much, uh, like, like a much easier time getting together. And then since it's yeah. all now digital and everyone should be available, no one is available. I think right. it's mostly because, like, for me, playing online is so much more mentally draining. <laughs> uh, okay, I can see that. It, it can be. It can be very, very mm. taxing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wouldst thou ever be interested in games that are not Dungeons and Dragons? Have you thought about, um, I mean, you've just started D&D, but as we know, the TTRPG community is is growing oh, and we're is gonna in full swing you. right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any other tabletop games that you're kind of like, mm, I might get into that eventually? Um, Yeah, I... What is it? Like, I'm trying to think of whoever... Okay, yeah, I actually have a buddy um, who's doing, I guess Pathfinder is technically really D&D adjacent, right? Yeah. I'd, I'd say D&D adjacent. It, it's it's pretty close. Uh, it, it, it's very reminiscent of the 3.5 setting, or not setting, okay. edition. Uh, yeah. It has a lot of uh, D&D feels to it. <laughs> there, there are a few, like the inclusion of Gunslinger, there, there's a few things that make it feel a little different, but it, it is mostly the same. Mm. Okay, yeah, because I have a friend who just recently started a, a Starfinder. Um, yeah, and that's based on like Pathfinder, right? But like Starfinder, uh, I, I would yes. say it's, it's Starfinder. <laughs> it, it feels very different. <laughs> they did Starfinder between Pathfinder One and Pathfinder Two, um. and so it, Pathfinder Two is much more. It's Pathfinder, but streamlined in the same way that D D fifth edition is like mm. 3.5 streamlined gotcha but it's diff it's starfinders yeah Star yeah. I, I consider that different enough yeah, yeah absolutely that that was when we learned to play it it, it felt like we were learning a different game even though oh, we yeah. played pathfinder so okay yeah because well, he's doing one it, it's like will save podcast and him and his buddies are doing like a um i forget what i think it's a module that they're running but it's it's been pretty cool. I'm like, oh, that would be kind of cool to be play some of that stuff. I've seen, didn't Will Wheaton have one where it was his like own thing, and then there was like whole controversy around it. Something Titanfall or I don't know what was it called. Titanfall is a video. Yeah, he did it with Geek and Sundry. <laughs> yeah, um, and I remember watching that, and I was like, that looks cool. And I think it was like his own kind of like world. Even though I I think they're all like D and D adjacent as far as how things are played but no i would totally be up to checking out new stuff all right we're gonna I give you a list at the end time. of all this and we'll, we'll just ruin you completely oh <laughs> then do it i'm here for it <laughs> oh yeah no because that, that's like i i love playing D, D, but sometimes it is nice to have uh just a different setting entirely mm -hmm. just like as a palate cleanser uh, gotcha we do one that i really enjoy called paranoia which is, uh, have you ever played Portal? Yes. Okay, so it's like Gladys uh, running an entire nation, and uh, you have clones, and your job is to root out mutants and traitors, and you are a mutant and traitor. Enjoy. <laughs> wow. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's your team working against itself, and as a DM and as players, just getting to attack your friends and shoot each other and sabotage, it's just <laughs> nice sometimes, and you get all that tension out before you go into a game where you don't want all that. Like, I don't want that in d and yeah. I don't want everyone killing each other or setting each other up or leaving people to die. It's also very slapstick. Oh, that it oh, is man. extremely slapstick, yes. 
Yeah. No, that sounds like something I would love then. <laughs> and then, of course, my current favorite RPG at the moment is Good Society, a Regency Jane Austen RPG. Oh, yeah, that's where it's at. So, no way. There's a Jane Austen RPG? It Heck is yeah, man. It's amazing. You what? play as members of the gentry and you <laughs> um, fall in love and talk about consequences. And it's, 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 it's amazing. I'm quite vexed. I am quite vexed by this. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds cool. I, I got to tell my wife about that because we'll, we'll sit there and do the once a year, like, Andy uh, <laughs> watch through of her, like, box collection of, like, Pride and Prejudice. So. Oh, yeah, then this is right up. This <laughs> yeah, right up she would be like, oh, uh, I wouldn't do that. They're uh the the team or the 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 group that uh writes that one, they're about to start a Kickstarter adding in um more relationship and desire cards. They've added in swords and sword fighting in case someone wanted to throw that in there. They've put magic yeah. in magic. there in case you want magic in your set. Murder mystery, they've got No way, um, that's uptown- like it's 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 a lot of fun. I I absolutely Oh yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, getting to play against my friends and try and have our one friend fall in love with my son because I needed him to be in a relationship so that way I could restore the family, family honor. honor because my brother was a terrible person. It just it was oh, it's absolutely fun. Absolutely fun just oh, impugning cool. other people constantly. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, that sounds great. I want to check that one out. Yes, that's right. We're corrupting. We've done it. <laughs> um, do you have any other questions on your list? Oh, I, I probably do. I, I forgot about the list, to be quite honest. I'm just enjoying talking. Uh, we have to do our normal, traditional... Questions. The two questions that we yes. always goddamn do. Um, I, I really think that we should rework that. Uh, if you're listening, hey, we've been discussing whether or not to rework the one question that we asked. Which Let us question? know. Oh, the one question. Yeah. yeah the, uh, so normally we ask, uh, what one thing from the real world would you bring into D&D? Uh, I think one of the things that we're talking about asking instead is what thing would you bring into D&D? Because we got a very different answer asking that the other day on accident. And... Oh. I, I really like uh, I really like that more than just real world stuff because oh, I'd bring in lamps or I'd bring an air conditioner. Oh, you know that's <laughs> so. So here here is the question: oh, Of course, if of there course, is right. one thing you could introduce into a fantasy setting, what mm-hmm. would that one thing be? With the Echoers, we introduced radio um, and uh, broadcasting, and which so is we brilliant, by the way. I listened to that first episode and I was like. Y'all are geniuses. That is the coolest <laughs> way ever to think of that. I'm like, and I'm like, I don't even know practically anything about like some of the stuff you guys are talking about because I'm still baby. But I'm like, yo, I understand what you guys are doing and I freaking love you. Thank you. Well, thank you so, so much. Uh, yeah. We decided to do it on a whim and. It has been absolutely wonderful. And if you get the chance to learn anything about the Eberron campaign setting, look into it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a super fun it's campaign. A good, and campaign uh, if we can hook you in at all, then we've succeeded again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I, def- I definitely have it like checked on my D&D Beyond. I think it's like, do you want to like use stuff from this? I'm like, if it's free, yes. Check yes. <laughs> but I'm definitely looking. Yeah, because when you guys, because when you uh, DM'd me, I was like, who's this person? And so I clicked on that first episode and I'm like, 
Oh, you beautiful bastards. You're freaking geniuses. <laughs> I love your crazy minds. But um, it, just, it all snapped together just yeah. so well, man. Yeah, it was been, really good. I'm just like, I don't know what this is, but I know what it is. Because you're, yeah. So I get what you're saying. I, I kind of feel like uh, the Kenku was my my version of that. Because when I first heard about the Kenku, I didn't know about the mimicry. I just thought they looked cool because I was looking at art. And I was like, these dudes look cool. And like, of course, the you know artists are going to make the Kenkus look extra freaking cool. And I think the first thing I saw was like this like really cool picture of like a Kenku bard. And I was like, oh, that would be cool. I would My first character would be this bird person. And then... Funny enough, the same coworker guy was kind of like, mm, I don't think so. And I'm like, what? Why? And he's like, well, because they can only mimic. So how are you going to sing a song? You can't write your own songs. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. And then like, I kind of like felt bad about it. But he's like, hey, if you want to like see a Kenku and then it brought it back to like Critical Role. And because I was still at that point watching their first campaign. They were like, oh, well, that Matt Mercer guy that everybody loves <laughs> does like a Kenku. And then so I went and like saw the, like, you know, the YouTube power cut of that stuff. And then I'm like, oh, OK, like he's I mean, granted, he's using the Kenku for fun. And like, you know, somebody says a secret and then the Kenku repeats a secret and stuff like that. But then it reminded me of Transformers and how like the Bumblebee character in the first movies would only speak through like radio clips or whatever mm-hmm. and then i was like wait a minute i'm I, I mean at the time i didn't know this but i'm like i'm a rogue i steal stuff kankus are just an npc they're just they're they're just a sample machine so i'm like why couldn't a kanku still be a freaking bard so i don't know if that actually is answering your question now that i'm thinking about it because kanku's already in there <laughs> i guess a remake kanku is what i'm trying to say i feel like in the way that i would remake someone else's beats <laughs> Yeah, it, it it your Kenku feels very different than traditional Kenku, and it's nice to see a, a more positive take on Kenku. I think because a lot of times they do get relegated to you know the 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 fun character that just does a couple of things and can't really speak much. But you yeah. created a bard that is there for entertainment and does a great job. It, uh, it's so good. Yeah, and and I think like some of the stuff that I did read, like a lot of it was like um, at least prior to like wild mount because i think i don't know if wild mount is the first guy that made them like you can play as a kenku um but like i was like oh cool i'll like i think i was looking at like tabaxi and i was like oh you can go on D and beyond and i don't know from one of the other guides for like 199 just buy the stats you need to make a tabaxi character and then so i was like oh cool then i'll just go on D and beyond and just buy the kenku thing but at the time at least in 2019 you couldn't. You could only buy or look at it as like they're an enemy or an NPC. And so I was like, were Kenku's like supposed to be like bad guys at one point? I mean, they make it seem like they're like thieves and at least from the little bit that I could find at the time I was looking at them. And so I was like, well, I I really like this idea of like if they can't speak. I mean, obviously they can have their own thoughts and I guess write, right? But they can't create original speech or or sentences and stuff like that i think that's where that the idea came from like a sampler i don't know how to pick up a, a saxophone or i mean i could but it's going to take me years to get good enough 
but I can go and sample John Coltrane, who's an absolute legend. And I mean, granted, I can't sell it because of copyrights and all that <laughs> stuff. And but I can make a pretty dope beat off of like a, a Coltrane sample. And I'm like, why couldn't it, especially if like we're telling stories and stuff like that, why can't I just play with, you know, I mean, flavor it. If I can, if he can hear a troll talking, could he bass boost it with his voice? Could he high pitch it with his voice? Could he hear a snare and do a snare sound? Could he hear somebody falling off a cliff doing the Wilhelm scream for the movies? And then like, <laughs> I don't know, put some reverb on it. I think that's what I like about these stories is like, no, we can use this stuff like the way it's written, but then you get to add so much flavor to it. Yeah. I listened to this other podcast called off the rails. And I think the person did misty step, which is kind of like, from what I understand, misty step is like you, you're one place and you kind of bamf into another, right? Like, yes. poof. but their whole flavor, I guess, is like, they're this academic who they're like a warlock whose patron is like in their book. So they speak to the patron while writing the book and the book writes back to them or whatever. And so when he's like, I do Missy step, it's like all of a sudden he looks like a bunch of paper that just tore into like confetti. And so all this confetti is left there. And then all of a sudden paper elsewhere comes up and I'm like, flavor, we can add flavor to this. We can add our own spice and stuff. So I was like, let's make the Kenku fat. He's a sampler. Like, and then I think even one of my songs, I'm like, he's not a cursed bird. He's a blessed one because people see him and think, He's cursed. He can't he can't do these songs. And it's like, no, 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 no. He can use what's already been used to make his own music. So in 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 a way, it might be more challenging, but I think that's more satisfying for my Kenku guy. I'm going to work around whatever you think. You think this is a curse or disability or a handicap, but I'm gonna show you that it's not. And so And and that again, that comes through beautifully. Yeah, so I don't know. That's what I guess I've already done it. If if I can answer it that way, <laughs> but no, again, yeah, yeah, but the heck of an answer. And then uh, we, we do have the other question that we do, which is our uh, our counterpoint to that one. If you could introduce into the real world uh, a spell from D anD D, what mm -hmm. spell would that be? Uh, what's the one that cleans up everything right away? Prestidigitation. Yes, please. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I need that so bad. <laughs> so bad. There's, oh, there's diapers that. need changed? It's done. <laughs> Prestidigitation. Oh, they got into the chocolate mix powder and now it's all over the living room? Prestidigitation. I, I have the same problem with Rebecca. She does that. It's just the worst. <laughs> Just grab the kitchen, she'll be up on the counter eating it. <laughs> oh, God. Have you ever seen a three-year-old just going crazy with a bottle of peanut butter on your couch? No. No, like, no. I left him not. for two seconds, I swear. I'm like, I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick. He's being nice and watching his cartoons. Real quick bathroom break. Come back. The kid is like peanut butter from like his fist to his elbow <laughs> all over his face. It's spread out all over the couch cushions. And I'm like, how do I hide the body? Because his mom's not here and the mom, mom's not going to trust me with the baby anymore. How do I explain there's no more peanut butter? Yeah, it felt like a, like a Tarantino movie where I'm trying to hide the dead body, but it's peanut butter. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Every parent needs 
<laughs> press the dissertation powers. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. Hey, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's too beautiful. It is hard because all I can see is the image of just, yep, just you walk I, out I, and you walk back yeah. in and it's just everything coded. <laughs> it's, it was so bad. I'm just like, I wasn't, I wasn't even like angry. I was just defeated. I was just like, <laughs> son, no. And then he's like, daddy? I'm like, no, I don't want to eat peanut butter from your hand. Thank you, son. <laughs> Yeah, at least at least he's trying to share. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's sharing his caring, but at the same time, I'm like, that's how bad you know it is when it's like you're not even angry; you're just defeated. <laughs> you're just like, and I mean, you know that his his skin was glowing after. Oh yeah, he was all glistening, and I'm like, two showers trying to make two baths to make him like not smell like peanut butter. It's like, why does he smell like lavender so much? Don't worry about why he smells like lavender. No, it's all right. It's soothing. It's soothing. I was he needed some soothing. They're like, but his bath time is that no, don't worry about it. He just needed some Yeah. Who <laughs> um so this is the part of the podcast where we ask you to talk some more and tell anybody who happens to be listening where they can find you. And your music, and any upcoming and projects, anything, oh, okay. anything, you yeah, anything pitch. you want to pitch. If you want to just list a bunch of stuff, now's the time, man. It'll... Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, well, you all can six find... of our listeners right now, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, uh, hi, six listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Lionheart. Um, I have uh, what, what is it, a Bandcamp? So jakelineheart.bandcamp.com everything is either free or pay what you want so i'm just happy to just share my music with you um there is one there's just one project that's not but i don't know what i want to do with it but i kind of like i don't know don't worry about that one though you probably won't like it (laughs) (laughs) but everything else it's it's pay what you want so yeah if you want some free music just go on there hit you know, the, the click button to pay what you want. You can just type in zero and then it'll be like cool beans and then have yourself some, some free music. You can also go to Spotify. If you like Spotify, I would say Spotify. If you want to support me and listen to music free, Spotify would be the best way to do it. If you throw my music in a playlist or something like that, um, I do get like some like 0.045 cents every stream or something like that. But yeah, you can you can go there, listen to some music there. I don't have everything there because that's like legit music distribution. So the stuff that I sample, that's like that I obviously don't have money to clear or the knowledge of how to even do that. So that's just all like kind of like original, uh, like royalty free sample stuff. So I can get away with trying to monetize it. So if you want to support me and and still enjoy free music, Spotify, just look for Jake Lionheart and then I'll. You'll, my thing will pop up if you could put my music in your playlist that would be fantastic because that helps me a lot but otherwise head over to Bandcamp, have some free music everything on the catalog is is good to go and you can get some of the cool stuff that i did that's not my beats and uh and uh nobody nobody gets hurt <laughs> and i don't get sued so well after this recording but um just about a week ago from the release of this ooc 
Jake Lionheart did indeed release Dean Beats Volume 2, The Centaurian Chronicles. Uh, really, really good music, um, just something nice and chill to listen to. It's available on the Bandcamp that uh, he's talking about, so I highly recommend going over there and checking it out. I think um, uh, one of the things we should do is we should make a Tiny Taverns playlist and make sure that we're adding oh, uh, yeah. all the different people to it. I, I think that that's something we should do. I didn't even think to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just finding thing. out recently that like playlists and stuff like that is the way to go. Like it wasn't until somebody put my music in a playlist on Spotify that like I was actually like, hey, you've got a couple bucks. And I'm like, I got a couple bucks. What? Like, <laughs> holy crap, I could go to, like, Taco Bell and get a taco. This is cool. So, <laughs> yeah, it, like, it blew my mind. And then, like, the more people that are listening to it, you know, it, it helps out. And, like, it's honestly, like, 2020, with it being such, you know, the year we don't talk about <laughs> and stuff like that, um, was actually, like, very good for my music. I don't know if just the timing of D&D music or more people wanting to do playlists and stuff like that. There's one person, I don't even know who she is, but she's amazing. She made like a D&D playlist and has like 28 people following it. So just, I don't know if they're her friends or who or what, but these 28 people play like these two songs in their playlist. And it really does. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I could monetize my music this way. Um, I do like giving away for free. So that's what Bandcamp's all about. So I just feel like I don't know. I know what it's like not having money for for free. Yeah, (laughs) having the ability to listen to it on Spotify. I mean, everyone listens to Spotify most of the time. Yeah, even if you have it, you you should still listen there and make sure that you're receiving something from it as well. Right, 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 yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, hey, like I, I like making my music free. Like even the other stuff that I have in my older stuff, just because it's, I know what it's like to want to listen to music and not be able to like. I can't really buy that right now because I have other more important stuff to buy, but I like making it for free. So there's that. And I think that's all I really have. I have Bandcamp, Spotify, also like everywhere else. If you just type in Jake Linehart, if you like Apple Music, I'm there. If you use Tidal or any of the other, what's the other one? Deezer or something like that. I'm on all of those. Uh, if you want to make a TikTok, <laughs> you can find some of my music on TikTok. I don't know why. I don't think any of it's like good enough for any of the TikTok dances, but it's there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you have people doing the TikTok just with your music? That's so exciting. No. I, think oh, okay. more, I think more people are like using the like whatever that oh no song from like oh no or whatever. But uh if you want to, six listeners and like probably my three listeners. So it's like the combination right, of nine. Fantastic. Good numbers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just realized that just means one listener because you two both admitted to Oh, shit. Oh, shit. For my one one listener who's joined us, you guys can do uh, a TikTok. But yeah, I think that's that's it. I'm I'm mostly active on Twitter. So if you want to say hi, um, find me there. I'm going to work on Spotify myself, make sure this gets done. Well, Jake, genuinely, uh, thank you for joining us for the Out of Character. Thank you for joining us on the real tiny taverns, uh, which is about to begin. We're going to end this out with uh, the song we couldn't remember earlier, uh, Fantasy Heart Brigade. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been a blast.
Got him. On the west side of Whitestone, I was there busking. Toss a copper to your bar, hoping that they throw me something. I was jamming out when a cloak person walked up. Pulled out a flute of sorts and threw some silver in my cup. I took it, they meant they wanted to join along. So I told them the basics and the chords of the song. And when they started playing, much to my amazement, made everything sound good. It was sheer entertainment. Folks stopped in their tracks and walked on over. Practically dancing when we sped up and trance when we played slower. One of the best performers. I've had in a long time This person played so well Without speaking a single line And when we finished The people's money came in I looked over at my new friend And said we gotta play again He gave me a bow And then began to walk away I gathered as much money as I could And then I said hey I said that was awesome And I could really use a bandmate You can't tell me that wasn't fun Come on man you sound great I think together we can be a great bar crew He took off his hood Revealing he's a Kenku I was heartbroken when he told me his mentor passed away Bianca Buena Vida, the greatest bard in her day She lived a long and beautiful life, she taught him well But he's a Kenku, so if you know what I know, imagine how I felt Dear listener, for those of you who might not know The Kenku are amazing, but unfortunately a cursed soul They had their wings stripped away and they can't willfully speak But they can mimic voices for speech and they can mimic beats Standing before us is not a cursed bird, but a blessed one Who lived with a great bard and she called him son What does that mean for you? You and I, well, the Buena Vida songs will never die. But there's also a little blessing for me because we make music while using Sin Jin's mimicry. I'm not the strongest singer, sorry, you'll hear some tonight. But there's a few songs where Sin Jin takes a spotlight. So from that fateful day, we became a bardic band. From Taldore to Wildmount to this very place we stand. We make music for all souls, we make music to get paid. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Fantasy Heart Brigade.